You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon here from Explore the Bible Students. I'm here with you to continue our study of the book of Isaiah. We find ourselves in session 8. It's titled, God Strengthens, and we're focused on Isaiah 40, 18 through 31. And so this kind of marks a new section of Isaiah's, of Isaiah's book, of his of, of this uh, of this prophecy, um, most people divide the book into two parts, uh, chapters one through thirty nine, and then chapters forty through sixty six. And here we're kind of fast forwarding, um, you know, depending on, on which scholars you look to, a hundred, hundred fifty years at least into the future. Um, and that's not because someone else wrote this section, but that's because Isaiah's this is a prophecy. Isaiah's receiving it from the Lord. He's looking forward to a time of. Of, of Israel returning from exile is what's going on here. And so we go over this in this animated video that we that we put out for Isaiah 40 through 66 and there's a there's a box that that tells you where to go to find that on page 75 of your leader guide. It says we have new animated videos, access video 2 on why Isaiah 40 through 66 matters to students at goexplorethebible.com/students. So it's really cool. I love the video that we put together for this. Uh, second half of Isaiah. Hope you'll go and check it out. It'll give you some really great context of what this this portion of Isaiah is all about and why it matters to teenagers. So um, our central truth this week is that God's strength and sovereignty secure our confidence in his work in us. Um, so I want to point out some features in the leader guide that I think will be really helpful to getting our bearings here. But the whole point of this passage was God was his people were flirting with other idols. They were toying around with worshiping other idols that represent other gods and uh, instead of worshiping the one true God. And so I think there could be a temptation for us to look at that and sort of check out, for students to check out, because, you know, hey, they don't worship statues. So look at the history note on page 76. It says this, What do you know about idolatry in the ancient world and in Judah? Uh, most people groups, nations, and empires that surrounded the people of Israel in Isaiah's day worshipped idols carved from wood or stone. These were tangible representatives of pagan deities, false gods that other nations around Israel worshipped. Um, and the whole point is that the why this was so offensive to God, worshipping idols was so offensive to God, was not because just because those are false gods. That's true. It's, it, it is tied to the fact that they're false gods. They're not real gods. But it's the fact that these statues were things that people could control and manipulate. It was a way to make God smaller, like to, to think that we can be in charge and we're in control, right? They can control the gods. The idea was that people thought they could control or manipulate the gods by controlling and manipulating these idols. But the one true God, the God of the Bible, the God, God the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, he clearly commanded his people never to create or worship or worship idols. That's very clear in, in the Old Testament. Um, no created object could ever stand in the place of the sovereign creator. Um, and so, um, so the fact that you know Israel worshipped these these false gods constantly led to their to their harm. It's not going to be good for us to worship worship idols, and their idolatry eventually led God to allow His people to be defeated and taken into exile as slaves. Um, this was God's way of allowing them to learn the lesson the hard way not to worship these false gods that have no power to save, that no have no power to bring goodness and purpose into their lives. So um, 
I would follow up this discussion of idolatry with question three. Let's connect the dots between the type of, of, of idolatry God was calling the Israelites to repent from to the types of idolatry your students might face today. So question number three on page 77 says this, what are some examples of popular idols today? How might we help one another see how empty worshiping such idols really is? Um, so we might not be tempted to bow down and worship golden statues or wooden images, but we're all tempted to let things like popularity, influence, money control us, right? Um, if there's something you're willing to sin to get, um, to, to, to rebel against God, to turn your back on God to get, there's a good, ex good chance that's, that's an idol. If you're willing to compromise God's design for, for sexual purity to get a relationship with that guy or that girl that you like, that's an example of an idol in your life. Um, so uh, popularity, success, um, influence, these are common idols that students, that students face. And so help students to see that this is actually a problem that we all face and that there are all kinds of idols that are very much alive in our world and that we're, we're letting control us. So the good news of the gospel is that you don't have to let those things control you. They don't, you know, your desire for that relation, your, your student's desire for that relationship with that guy or girl doesn't have to control them. They can look to Christ and find freedom from that and live a life of meaning and purpose and hope and, and, and joy um, that is so much bigger than any of those things. So encourage your students to see um, that these idols do not have their do not have their good in mind. These idols have no power to make their lives lives better. In fact, the kind of idols that your students face each week are going to lead to their damage, to them being harmed. Um, so let's help students think of some steps they can take, some simple steps they can take to turn from those idols and find hope and joy in the Lord, so that we then might also embrace our purpose as those who are to be lights of God in the world to point people to the eternal hope and joy that can be found in Jesus. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week for our study of Session 9. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com. 